I was gonna say, Claire, you look like absolute shit. What the fuck? I don't know. What happened? Yeah, I've heard about that. Yeah, allergies. Okay, well, I'm guessing that this is a fucking imposter over here. This is not Claire. This is Kyler. Kyler. Kyler, Kyler G, okay? I'm Kyler. Also known with the alias. Drinkalo? Yep, I do music. For music, yep. So kind of a big time rap star. Um, you've probably seen Kyler cruising around in limos with like bitches all over his, all over their lap. So what's going on, man? Um, may want to talk a little bit closer into that, bring it close to your mouth. Yeah. I just woke up and, uh, I'm ready to talk. I want to talk about stuff. Yeah. Well, we can talk about the first thing that's happened is my subreddit got banned and I thought it was because. Maybe of some things that I may or may not have commented on other people's posts. Mm -hmm. And um, I found out that only removed me from those specific subreddits. Mm -hmm. And and by the way, it was all in jest. I wasn't trying to hurt anybody's feelings. Okay, <laughs> let's be real. Somebody, I think one of the jokes, the thing that got me, the last reason I got banned is the comment I wrote was delete this bitch. And oh. it was <laughs> it was in response of like, you know how they have those those uh, those things that they'll have and like, Name one red flag, blah, blah, blah. And be like, a man that's trying to control, a, a red flag that's not obvious, a man that's trying to control you. So I typed in, delete this bitch, like, you know, to be funny, because that's obviously not a, that's not a, that, that's a very obvious red flag, right? It's not one that's like not so well known, which is what I thought this was, you know, but you know, everybody writes the exact same four fucking things every single time over and over and over again. If he's not nice to a, the waist staff, and he's not a good person. Like, oh, good job, fucking, you know, wow, genius, man. Yeah. If he's not nice to people, he's not a nice guy. What? <laughs> That's insane. I don't know. Sometimes, because I feel like with, like, the internet and stuff, like, people, people, you got to understand on the internet, no one can understand when you're being sarcastic. If you try to be sarcastic, there will be at least one person who's going to be like, I can't believe you would say that. That's horrible. The, the thing for me is I never take anything on the internet seriously. A right? lot of people do, though. I don't get that. Um, I guess I was lucky enough to grow up without it for like 13 years, maybe. Yeah, I think that's it. But I don't trust anything I read ever. I assume everything is a lie or an act or a skit or something, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. I'm pretty used to just being like, oh, this is fake. Like everything's fake, fake, fake. As far as I'm concerned, there's no, like, is there real content out there? It's few and far between, right? Yeah. And the only way you could tell is if you watched like hundreds of hours of somebody's content. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's I, true. <laughs> it's it's just it is what it is. Like I was talking before about um a trend that I kept seeing, which is like the contagious laughter trend where Oh yeah, that shit's annoying. As fuck. It's it's fake. Mm -hmm. It's I can tell it's fake. I know it's not real laughter. I know what real laughter sounds like. It doesn't sound like that. Especially when the joke is like, why the chicken cross the road? To get the other side, right? 
And then the guy next to him loses his fucking shit. <laughs> like for no fucking Bending reason. over, cr- like, right. you know, fake tears no. and trying to like, it's like, dude, the jokes you're telling aren't that funny to get that kind of response. But it's, oh, it's, I'm, only reason I'm upset about it because it floods my fucking algorithms. Yeah. I don't watch it. Like I, as soon as I realize what they're doing, I skip it over and somehow it just, there's so goddamn much of it right now that I don't know. Yeah. What are you seeing? What's what do you what's the what's the most annoying thing you've seen in your algorithm right now? So I have a really big like I wouldn't say theory, but like idea about like algorithms right now, just like going on. Cause like a few months ago, my entire timeline or for you page on TikTok, right? It was all those fucking like Reddit stories with subway surfers underneath or Family Guy underneath. It's just some random form of like. ADHD media underneath to get your attention while the person reads. And so I'm sitting there and I'm just like, okay, this is an annoying trend. I don't like this. So a few months pass and now I feel like they're like, okay, so this trend got old. Let's switch the trend up. Now it's these like really just depressing slideshows of just like sad media that people like that's just getting pushed onto the for you page constantly. And everyone wants to be on the For You page, so more and more people are making this type of content, and you're seeing it like exponentially grow because of that. Right. Everybody, like, there'll be one trend, and everybody does the exact same trend, mm-hmm. and you're like, what's going on? How come <laughs> How come everybody's sad boys now? Yeah, and I'm sad just boys like, are in. Bro, I can't even scroll down my For You page without, like, crying once. I've literally cried once every time I've opened up TikTok lately. <laughs> Actually, like... Like, full-on tears going down my face. I think this shit's so... It's so obviously fake. Like, the stuff I post TikTok is clips, right? Mm-hmm. Post a clip, and maybe it does well, maybe it doesn't, you know? It seems like the TikTok algorithm is kind of weird. Because if I post daily, it's, like, mediocre. But if I wait a few days, it'll throw my shit in front of everything. Oh, yeah. I think they have, like, a charge, like... Like, like if you wait longer to upload, they give you like they charge up how much they're going to show your video. Yeah. 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 It's pretty scandalous, to say the least. But they do like that's kind of like they're trying to hook you back in like, hey, look, you know, your yeah. last your last talk only got 100 views, but this one got a thousand. So maybe you want to keep posting, huh? I've actually got a pretty good idea of how that whole system works. So when you have a TikTok video, the way to get that TikTok video to go to more people is it has to get favorited. You have mm-hmm. to get a follow. They have to go on your page. They have to go on your sound or they have to share it. Yeah. Anything like that. Any sort of interaction at all. My bad. Any sort of interaction at all with the video that isn't just liking it will immediately just spread your video to another person. Yeah. The likes are almost meaningless. Yeah. On the video. Yeah. The favorites, the follows and all that. That seems to boost it. The, the ones that do well always have a lot of um the ratio is really high for yeah you'll see the favorites if your favorites are high that means a lot of people are watching it true yeah and it's i'm always surprised that the like um i just think also there's probably a lot of bots and fake accounts too so oh, it's, the, i get followed by one literally every day yeah it's so. it's so weird so it's just like hmm, we're not really interacting here but um but this is all this is all small production anyway so it's just like more about the mechanic stuff of it so, yeah, the talk is gone crazy. The algorithm's gone to um, emo emo nerd or whatever the hell. They want to make people sad and unhappy yeah. with themselves. And I think 
we do a pretty good job of that anyway. Just uh, I like the uh, here's the thing that you know you take something that's like easy to fix, right? Mm-hmm. You know, like if we've talked about like um, like what's the body image stuff going on now? Because I think I grew up in a weird part of it, right? Where no internet when I was, or not a lot of internet, not not a lot of trusted internet. So the expectations of what you were supposed to look like, I think were a lot different. You know what I mean? Like we had online dating, but not like Tinder, you know, there was like almost nobody on it. Um, If, if anything, you were using it to find people that you already knew to like open up a dialogue with people you already knew that you can't call. Um, So I think it's a a little bit different than now where you have, you're just constantly just going through people. And we kind of have this, like, uh, when you think, like, who I used to think was, like, a hot woman when I was younger is a lot different when I think of it now. Yeah. Just because there's so many more of them, you know? Yeah. So I think it kind of fucks up fucks up everybody's head. But the one of the other things that I think it does to a lot of people is it prevents them from... When you have, like, that much success in front of you, like that, where you're seeing beautiful women or guys spending a lot of money or getting a lot of, you know, getting a lot of views on their rap video or whatever, you start to find reason, you start to find excuses for why that's not you. Mm-hmm. I think that's a huge part of the the economy as well. It's like somebody's got to corner that market of like, well, that's not you because of all this shit, you know? I think that's like that. To me, that's the toxic shit. Yeah, <laughs> people yeah. think that's the good. Like, there's a lot of people that think like, oh, that's the good stuff. You know, you got to tell people that you're worthless and you're always going to be worthless. And society needs to change to adapt to you, and then everything will be fine. But it's society's fucked up. But I think that's I a think, really. I think I, that's the more toxic way to look at avenue, it. Avenue, but those are people who are very radical about it. There's a lot of rational people that are going to say, "Hey." You do, you are in a position where you're disadvantaged, but you can still do better, right? So you should better yourself while also calling for reform, you know? To an extent, but it's just like, um, this is like hopscotch for, for needs and wants and everything. Yeah. Now, as far as the, the big reason that people want to have the body, status, money, popularity, and all this stuff. I mean, it all comes down to relationships, basically, in the end, right? Mm -hmm. Because if everybody had their pick of the litter, nobody would complain. Not a single person would complain if they could just look at anybody they want and go, you, be with me. And they said yes, right? If that was the way our society worked, would anybody complain about anything? Think about it. If you could just walk up to like, oh, yeah, you know, you're hot. You want to hang out? And yeah, we do. And then, but think about how many human beings there are that aren't even concerned about a relationship or anything intimate at all. That's very few. There's a lot. Now, if you're talking about like asexuals. Well, just like people who just don't care about that stuff. There's people who aren't asexual who don't prioritize relationships. And talking about how you'd say most people are pretty level-headed about it. Yeah. And I would say probably most unvocal people are level-headed about it. Most people are nuanced, I think. The large majority are and vocal people aren't. Yep. The part that has always bothered me, it's like, you know what? If your main focus is that, like, I'm just going to complain about the system, um, you're never going to take advantage of it. Yeah. I think in certain situations, it's really easy to take advantage of the system. 
I agree. If yeah. you know what the answer is, and there's nothing stopping you from being the answer, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. If you're like, oh, if in your head, in your heart of hearts, if you thought the only thing a woman, the only thing women these days want is a guy who has got money and a, a good body, let's say that's your thought, mm-hmm. and you're not pursuing that, then what are you doing? Yeah. Nothing. Doing nothing. <laughs> I mean, in that aspect of your life, you're doing nothing, but you could be doing, what if you're taking, uh, you're trying to, like, you acknowledge that as an answer, but you still are trying to find a different way. So you're maybe pursuing, like, an artistic aspect or, you know, inner, inner like, I don't know, reflection and stuff like that. Sure. You're just making yourself miserable, though, because you believe that's the answer, but you won't use it to... To solve your but you problems, you find a different answer. There's definitely a different answer. That's actually not the answer at all. <laughs> What's the other answer? I mean, tell me, uh, t- tell me about your experience. I think um, I really struggled with relationships until I got out of high school. I maybe had like one or two in-person actual relationships in high school, um, and I just like royally screwed those up. I had no social skills. I was just like. I just wasn't there mentally. I I was going through a lot of... I was like in and out of the psych ward like three times, I think. Um, couldn't even go to class. Nothing. I was just... Socially, I was zero. Um, and then I kind of... I, I moved out of mom's house. That was the first step. Moved out of mom's house. Moved in with dad. And I just... I focused on bettering myself socially. Talking to my friends. Being a better person not giving into impulsive thoughts as often stuff like that and uh i just eventually i became a better person morally socially ever in every aspect and that's when people started actually talking to me and wanting to talk to me and i was like this i just have to keep getting better at this i have to keep getting better at being like human and not like giving into impulses and becoming like you know almost monster like in the way that i just keep doing shit without thinking you know yeah just about being authentic yeah being authentic literally it's really what it boils down to which is you have to be authentic Mm -hmm. and the thing with relationships is it's it's all about honesty and it's hard for it's hard to be young and honest because it's hard to know if somebody goes like well what are you looking for you can you could handcraft with clay the exact person you want, including personality, what they look like, everything in their job, their yeah. whatever, all everything about them, where they live. Um, would you be able to do it? And I would think that 90% of people could not. I think I know what I would want. Exactly. I have like a perfect picture of what I would want, like right now. Okay. I would say I just want to be wealthy enough where I can live comfortably, making money off of just recording music at my house and uploading it. Not even going out. Just making money off of uploading it. Uh, with whoever I... With Teresa probably right now. Uh, like animals, stuff like that. You know, good food. Good entertainment, stuff like that. And I can comfortably help other people around me too. With that money. Right. Without having to worry about if it's losing too much money you know well yeah i think we talked about the the record industry before or the now that it's the record industry is kind of individuals right now 
and that you know the only way to really do that is to have a platform yeah and you'd have to create either create a platform or b um the easiest way to do it that most people the reason most people podcast is to go do live shows right because yeah. that's the biggest money maker of of all that's the, the that's the biggest one ever and it's the same aim that that we have me and claire and most big people do come out and see live shows or you know live stream a you know a, a paid live show and do something really really special with people and get people together i think music is kind of the same way because yeah you can make like but you know that's the streams ain't gonna cover anything mm -hmm. that's gonna be such a small fraction even popular artists can't make money off of streaming off spotify <laughs> yeah no, that's you true. know it's it's just not possible well, uh, yeah the issue the issue with that is really just like it goes back to just like fucking every music corporation being absolutely fucking garbage and not paying their like their artists at all well yeah you but the whole th point is is that you can't in that type of industry like you can't expect other people to give you to hand you money for things yeah they're not going to they're going to give you reach and you have to use the reach to create your empire and your empire is your for if you're a musician the reason why bands tour because that's where they make all their money because they get all the ticket sales and they sell all their merch there, right? Mm -hmm. That's the whole point. Because you want to sell merch and you want to sell tickets. Because yeah. if you pack a room with a hundred people at twenty bucks each, like congratulations, you just made two G's for one for an hour show. Yeah, you know, I I really feel bad, like, cause like that's for the the main person, right? The person doing the singing or whoever's doing their main talent, mm -hmm. right? And they've got that. But what about like all their like engineers or producers, all that shit? I feel bad for them because, yeah, they'll get a tiny cut of the deal, but they're not making even half as much as the main guy. Well, yeah, it depends who's helping with the live show. I mean, yeah. creating music and live music are two separate things, right? Yeah. Somebody wants to create the music and they want to maybe like get it. If you want to, it's highly unlikely they're going to work out a deal for royalties with a new artist. You know, it'll be like, you pay me for my work and that's it. Flaffy, right? Mm -hmm. So you're not going to convince somebody like, to, I'll give you half my royalties if you help me produce everything. That's not going to happen unless you're already huge, at which point it's like I, you don't need them. You That's how the record industry worked before. You'd be a small artist. They come get you. They give you what seems like a great deal, but they offer you like a million dollars. Meanwhile, they make a hundred million. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then they're, now you're struggling because you, with your million dollars, you have to pay all the bills and theirs is just straight cash, right? That's how that works. That's why those artists are always saying, we're getting screwed. And we're always asking, like, how are they getting screwed? They got a million dollar deal. It's like, no, because they have to pay everybody with yeah, their. Yeah, I've heard horror stories about it too. And the worst, I think the worst part about labels or any sort of record label is they all manage to desaturate and condense whatever artists they capture. You listen to any artist who is big before they got into a label. And you can see they just they lose their sound and style slowly over time. My phone is vibrating. My bad. Um, but they lose their sense of style over time. And they're just they become just this run of the mill pop rap, whatever genre they're from. You know what I mean? Very generic. Yeah. Well, that's the idea is to make it your because they want to cash to the widest song as possible because that's how they make their money. Mm -hmm. And that should sort of, 
that's the conflict with the artist too, is they got to decide of, am I going to make this for a lot of people or am I making this for me, just me? You know, mm-hmm. you, I mean, you have to make that decision and there's probably going to be a lot of, I'm sure even a lot of authentic artists make compromises where they go, like, I want, like, the, I think this is a really important message and they invite people in with like a poppy course and then they give them, you know, if they go read the lyrics or whatever, then they'll be like, oh shit, they're saying something. It's not just a happy song. <laughs> yeah. I mean, people did it all the time. A lot of the most popular songs are like. Hey, you should read the lyrics. It's kind of messed up. Yeah, like Hey Yeah by Outkast. <laughs> hey like Yeah, Outkast. Saddest breakup song ever. Semi-Charmed Life. Um, Beautiful Girls by Sean Kingston, right? Yeah, tons, tons, and t- like every, every, Bro, like, he most- literally says, these these women are making me suicidal. Like, <laughs> I cannot live anymore. <laughs> that's- and they're like, oh, that's such a banger. We should make that happy. Yeah, and that's what they do. And then it, it, it brings you in. And yeah. it just, it's like you're bringing someone to like, okay, I'm going to compromise a little bit of who I am to bring you into my overall message, right? If you have, if you think you have something unique to say. Yeah. Or you can just go like, I'm just going to be authentic and whatever happens, happens. So and who cares? For you. If you think you have a message to send, oh, sorry. I think if you think you have a message to send and it's not happy, it's very angry and sad, right? But you need the world to know it. Because you need to know if people agree with you, right? That's your artist vision. Do you think you would have better luck staying authentic and sticking with the sound that applies to that message? Or would you be better off just throwing it into a pop chorus and hoping someone sees it? Just like with doing this, it's um, it's never about... It's just about the creative. Yeah. It's just about the process. So it's not about capturing somebody and shoving my message down their throat. Because that's up to them yeah. whether they want to listen to something I say and go, oh, he's you know he's got a point, or hey, he's full of shit, and move on with their lives. That's up to them. So it's just for me, it's just the the process of doing it is what gives me like motivation to keep doing it, mm-hmm. right? If it doesn't matter if we get you know ten views or ten thousand. I mean, we got videos between ten and ten, literally between ten and ten thousand views. It doesn't matter to me. It's just, I just enjoy the process of doing it. Yeah. And I know just because so many people give up so easily. Yeah. And I always see a spot where like, okay, that was that, but it can be improved this way. Mm-hmm. So the next time, n- the next chance I get, I'm going to make it better yeah. and just keep doing that. If you do that enough times, eventually you're going to have a product where like, you know, I can't fathom how to make this better. I'm going to need outside help to figure out how to make this any better. Because I think I'm at, you know, I've peaked. Mm-hmm. So, and just like this stuff is like, I mean, you can look around here. We haven't peaked, but it's, I don't know if you ever saw the original setup, but. It was pretty rough. Yeah. yeah. But this is like, I mean, this, this is, is rough, but it's not as rough. I mean, this isn't even rough. I'd say this is, this is like semi-decent. Yeah. No, this I've. As good as you can get for like low level, you know. Yeah. I've been enjoyed all of this. Just creating uh, just all the little. Makes you feel better about yourself. Makes you feel like you did something. Yeah, you're just doing something. Yeah, it's like a little, you know, we got a little XP reward or some shit. <laughs> Basically, everything everything just has a purpose. Um, oh, I actually, I kind of want to talk about that. Like, this is kind of really way off topic, but because I mentioned like, oh, it's like getting a little XP reward. Um, I was thinking like, I don't know why, but I've been really infatuated with the aesthetic of like medieval wizard paintings. And 
I went to work the other day and I said, I'm going to pretend I'm a wizard while I'm working just in my head and just like really fantasize my job and see if that makes it better. I literally got through that work day the happiest I've ever been. Just pretending I'm a little wizard making like breweries or something. Oh, like you're making potions? Yeah. <laughs> but every potion is the same thing. It just keeps you, it just makes you feel like you're awake. It's like a caffeine potion. Yeah. Here you go. Enjoy your special brew. <laughs> but I did it in my head. I didn't like say it out loud. I didn't do any funny actions. I was just in my head. I was fantasizing. And then I went home afterwards and I, I got high with my, my, my coworker. And um, I wrote like a video game concept for like Wizard Battle Royale. <laughs> Wizard Battle Royale. Where it's like, a, it's like a 1v1v1. It's only three players in the Battle Royale. But basically how it goes is it's a free-for-all until someone wins a certain amount of matches. And then that person has to go into a 2v1. The one player is made very strong. And the other two players are like kind of glass cannony in the 2v1. So it's like a juggernaut match, right? Okay. And so you get rid of the, the big guy. Then it resets. And they keep going until the big guy wins. And that's the winner. <laughs> Pretty good idea, right? I guess. I even have three characters made up. I wrote like whole things, like literally whole paragraphs for it. Wait one second. It's not working. Do you know how to make a video like, game? Look at this, bro. Look, I got, I got whole, they got pictures. <laughs> they got, they got descriptions. There's four of them. Whoa. Yeah. I even put a fucking cat in there too. There you go. You just have to spend 10 years learning how to make a game and then you're good. Yeah. I feel like I, that's like a money making idea. You know what? There's idea. I think this here's the thing that I've learned. Mm -hmm. Ideas are cheap. Yeah. They're so cheap. Yeah. Ideas are so cheap that they're basically worthless right now. Mm -hmm. What's really valuable is action. Really any action is valuable. Just like uh like my sister is writing the book or whatever. Mm -hmm. And the action of writing the book is good. The action of publishing the book would be a lot better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to move on to the next one. Yeah, here's the thing is especially with video game making you a lot of people they'll start it because they're like oh i want to do this this is awesome they get like an hour or two they didn't look up anything they didn't learn anything first they just hopped into the program and couldn't figure anything out for two hours and gave up yeah. that's so many people i'm guessing that's over 90 percent of the people yeah because that's what happens to me like 90 percent of the time i just like and like until i started doing guitar i think guitar was like my turning point i would do no research before I would just go straight into whatever I want to do. And if I can figure it out, I'd give up. Yeah. I mean, yeah. The most important thing to understand is that everything is just practice. Yeah. You have to get a skill that's valuable. Um, and it's hard for young people to comprehend that because they haven't, if you have not done anything your whole life since you were a kid, then you're not going to have that skill to understand your capabilities, right? Mm -hmm. But for pretty much everything that exists on this planet, it's about 10 years yeah, to, to be like a master of something. In mm -hmm. 10 years, you can become a master of something. Yeah. So you have to pick something that hopefully you're passionate about because you can easily spend 10 years doing something you're not passionate about and then just be like, well, this is how I make my money now because I'm yeah. really good at this thing. Just like me. I'm not passionate about my job, but it's like I'm good at it, you know? Do you so, think it makes you feel a little bit better about yourself since you're so good at it that you can find enjoyment out of just being skillful? It's more about it's for me. It's not about me per se. Yeah, but because if it was if it was 
if it was just me, I would burn the whole thing down and go and start over and do something else. I see. But because I have responsibilities, once you become a parent. <laughs> do you think maybe once you have a lot more money saved up and you're maybe nearing retirement, you might pick a new career just to have something to enjoy in your free time? Well, that's what all this is. Yeah. Yeah. We're working on building this up to not just to be a podcast channel, but to be something else entirely different. Like a networking channel? <laughs> no, n- not even a channel necessarily, but a f- a f- the the ultimate goal of this is to have like a like a, a podcasting studio that where we help other people come yeah. in and ideally we'd be able to pay people to do their shows that we like and then create like a little hub here in this area, you know, because there's hubs all over the United States of like if you go if you listen to podcasts like I do, you know when you hear a guy on a New York podcast, you know you're going to hear him on five other New York podcasts. And then if you go to an L.A. one, you know you're going to hear him on five L.A. ones, right? They go to hubs, and they do a bunch of shows in the hub. Mm-hmm. So ideally, I would like to, my ultimate, like, wet dream would be to start a hub right here, right? So that this is a, a major stop. Yeah. So that's the ultimate dream. And it's not outside the realm of possibility. It's just somebody hasn't done it yet. So that would be like the greatest. If I just had this, I just picture this, this great building. Everybody's and everybody's making a, a lot of money, good work environment. And, um, you know, so that people, when they're in Boston, drive an hour up here, you know, and then have a great time hanging out and doing, you know, all the different types of podcasts that we'd have. So you want to do it? In the apartment, though? No. Oh. No, no. In, like, a building. Okay. <laughs> the the apartment's a launching pad to that. Okay, okay, okay. Everything, okay. Yeah, everything's just... This is all just launching pad stuff. Yeah. What we're... What I, me and Claire have been doing is more about, like, well, we got to learn how to do it, so let's just do it. Mm-hmm. Because I don't think that I'm unique or special in any sort of way. Uh, so it's more just about just learning the process so they can find better people. And then boost them up, you know? And boost yourself up as well. Yeah, because yeah. It, the way I see it, if we can boost ourselves, then we can boost somebody else who's better, mm-hmm. right? If we can, because then I can say, like, if we can do it, you can do it, right? Yeah. Because I know plenty of, you know, I've listened to plenty of people and go like, geez, <laughs> you know, if you had them, you'd be a hit, right? Mm-hmm. So just it's just that sort of thing. It's just learning all this stuff. It's... It's all fake and it's all bull. It's just figuring out how the the system works and then just making it work for other people Um, just to help other people's dreams come true, basically, you know, because how cool their job would be like, oh, that's that's your job. You know, oh, yeah, I make I make money just doing the show for this guy. Right. Isn't that sick? That would be pretty sick. (laughs) That's your job. You just create a show. So I would like to give somebody that chance. Right. But. There's got to be, there's steps, there's steps. And so we got to, you know, that's a little while away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so in the meantime, we just do this, stay consistent. I'm learning my thing. And uh, so here we are. What if, um, like while you're podcasting, your career takes a tiny shift towards it, like an adjacent career. Like, let's say somehow you get into like comedy because of it, or you get into like music or you get into like streaming or something. That's fine. It can be into all those things are the thing with everything right now, the way that the market works, 
It's mm-hmm. it's all about platform. Yeah. Right. You're trying to create a platform for yourself so that you can lift other people. Yeah, but I'm saying particularly for you, what would you do? Like if your career shifted like that? Well, then you just adapt. Would you so you just go full into those? Yeah. The idea would be to quit the you want to quit your day job to do your dream job. Mm-hmm. That's the whole point. That's why we do day jobs. So like, okay, if you're doing a day job and you're trying to get into like, let's let's do streaming because that's very, I think everyone can understand that pretty easily. So if you're on Twitch, you're streaming video games, you're streaming like IRL stuff, whatever you, whatever your thing is. At what point at doing that would you say is good to full time it? You know, just keep pushing it. You have to make the same money. Same money as you're making just in your day yeah. job? But at yeah. that point, why wouldn't you just keep both? And just keep making both money. Because you can only, here's why. And it's a really simple thing. Now, imagine what I could do if I had, I spent 50 hours a week in my day job, approximately. Mm-hmm. Right? Maybe 12 hours, 11, probably closer to over 11 per day. Just because of traveling and all that and breaks and lunches and all that good shit. If I devoted all that time to just this, mm-hmm. I would get better way 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 faster that's true but like i i think when i look at it i think you should be making your streaming should be making just a little bit more than you're making right now because i think if it's equal it's not it's not enough to and i don't even think it's necessarily based on how much money you're making because you could just have a few viewers who are very rich and just are giving you money right but you're not you don't have reach yet you're not growing you just have a few viewers who are really rich so I think you have to you have to look at everything kind of um not just your income. Well, it is it is income based. I mean, that's what it is. The only reason that you don't just do the only reason I don't quit my job and do this is because I need the money from the job. But if this replaced the money from the job, then okay, now I can focus all my time and effort into this thing. Then but me- the trick part is to not to not take those hours cuz you're thinking of it like you're doing them separately and you're th- and I think the way you're thinking of it is like, I'm going to spend the same amount of time every week doing the thing that makes the same amount of money. So why not do both? I'll have twice the money. But the part that you're missing is that if you devoted all the time to your main thing, like the way that this type of works, like my job only has so much growth. Get a raise once a year, maybe. Right. Now, something like this, it's infinite growth because it's your own thing. You can decide how much you want to do. So if you can hit a cap, if you can hit a point where you're making the same money, if you focused all your time into it, now you can turn to something where you could be making four, three, two, three, four times the money in just a couple of years because you focused all your time and energy into it. And it's something that has a lot of growth potential behind it as long as you learn how to push it, right? Because ideally... With all this stuff is you for something like this, the most important thing is to give good people good jobs and let them just be the the creatives that they are. Mm-hmm. That's would be like the greatest thing ever. Right. Because that's what you want to do. Oh, so you want to start people off as full time. If you're going to do something like this, you'd have to. I'm going to do it in house. OK, this uh, basically the idea is that. Once things shift around here. This would be a full-time studio, right? And you start just advertising, come in and shoot your, shoot your stuff. It's a studio. Hourly rate, right? Hourly rate that shoots a studio. We'll sell packages for 
um, you know, editing and creating all your promotions and social media and blah, 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 doing all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. Depending on how, how much they want off their hands. They just want a show and I want 10,000 listeners and I don't want to, the only thing I want to do is sit down and record. Okay. But that's going to cost money. Right. Mm-hmm. And then that's how it's going to have to start. You can't pay people to do shows off the start because we don't know, they don't have enough money to promote them to make money back quickly. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So you start off that way. When that gets big enough and you can prove that you have a profit, now you go to a bank and say, hey, give me a loan for, you know, a quarter million dollars. I'm going to go rent this place, turn it into a studio, and here's how I make profit right now. This is how much profit I'm going to make with this studio. Mm-hmm. right and then you do that full time you go hire people and then you take six months or you take like a year basically and then you try to grow the business now if you have people working for you they're they're probably gonna do a better job like if i'm doing everything i'll never do it as good as somebody that's where that's all they do mm-hmm. and you know what i mean so you want to find people that do all those things separately that way if you're the business owner you're just Telling people, okay, you do this, you do that, you take care of this, mm-hmm. okay? And keeping everybody on track. Yeah. Yeah, we've got 20 clients. We need blah, blah, blah. we got to go in this order. This all has to get done. Make sure you whatever. I got to, hey, I got an email. They're not happy with the, the social media promotion that you did. You know, email them and figure out how we can fix it. Hey, but, you know, you just, that's what you, that's the, that's the idea. That's the vision. Mm-hmm. Just let people be the best. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that's just, that's stuff that's so far. It's not, it's well, it's not so far, far, but it's, it, we're, we're talking like in the upcoming years. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty far. Yeah. So there's still, there's still plenty of work to do around here that, um, it's not even of a concern yet. Yeah. So super fun times. Yeah. What about the, um, the music industry though? What is your take on it? Uh, take on like what do you mean like what as far as like he wanted we talked a little bit about it and I was you said your opinion you want to make money off of just streaming alone and hopefully that's enough but yeah, what is your I because here's the thing is I look at if I was to go into the music industry what I would want from it I just I could do live shows and I wouldn't mind doing them for a while but once I hit a point where I don't need them I would much rather just stop doing them because I think the thing is is just I love the idea of live shows and I love going to them myself. I feel like if I was the center of attention though, someone would notice something just awkward that I did and that would just like cripple me. Like I would, cause I just care way too much about what other people think about my performances. Yeah, but you're going to lose that. That means you lose that by putting yourself out there enough times. I've embarrassed myself so much in my life Yeah, that I'm kind of immune to it. Mm-hmm. But you have to you, you embarrass yourself by putting yourself out there saying stupid things and doing stupid dances and I can't even tell you how the like I still think of some of the stuff I've done that's embarrassing and like I'm just sitting at work and just go like ah oh. like make yeah. that face. Well, I think another thing is is I'm also very scared of like the idea of if I become popular, I have to deal with so many people knowing me. So many people not being maybe honest with me. So many people trying to do like weird things to me just because I'm famous. Yeah, yeah but you're thinking really, really yeah, far. But ahead. that's if I'm talking about my end goal, right? Like you were, 
that would be scary to me. And I wouldn't like that sort of attention on me. So I think if I decided to go forward, forward with music, I would try to make it as anonymous as possible. Maybe like, you know how Marshmallow, they didn't even show his face. Yeah, you could do something like that, yeah. wear a mask or whatever. Because I just wouldn't like the idea of people actually knowing who I am. You know? Yeah, but I, yeah, you're thinking of like, well, if I was Beyonce, that would suck. <laughs> But that's what I mean, though. Right, that's but, the end goal, right? You want to be like Beyonce. Why well, would you want that? I, yeah, I guess. She's but, really worldwide known. Right. She's like super popular. But that's not your aim. But you don't have to shoot for that either. You can just go to a, a city and be like, I'm going to set up here and do live shows here and maybe branch out a little bit. And you could just have your little area. Then when you're like, I want to get away from it, you go to a different city and nobody knows who you are. Not a soul. Yeah. Because you're not, you're not in that. You're not in that group. Yeah, I, I, I always forget that, though. I feel like it's very easy to forget that, like, people, you, you, it might seem very obvious to you what type of, like, issues or whatever, blah, 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 you got. But, like, other people don't spend their time just, like, looking up random people they don't know unless you are extremely famous. Yeah. So, like, people just, like, you could literally just move to any city and nobody will know you. I think you have to kind of push out all the the BS part of it and not let that be the lever for that makes you not let that be like your emergency break that you use to slow yourself down. The idea I think should be in life is that like you can't fight it. You have to make money to get by. Yeah. Making more is a lot more comfortable. It gives you a lot more options. Now, if you have a passion, you should find a way to monetize it. And people say like, there's some people that say like, Oh, you shouldn't, that's bad because then it takes away the passion out of it. Like, but no, do it right. You yeah. know, don't sell yourself to do it. Don't sell your soul to do it, yeah. but definitely just pursue it and do it. Like if you're like, all I care about is just making new songs. Okay. Yeah. Then you make an album, you put, what is it? What's an album have now? Eight songs on it. Uh, I'd say anywhere from <clears throat> as little as four to up to 22. I'd say. <laughs> That's like the the like range. The average I'd say is around like fifteen to eighteen. Yeah, you make an album, you release it, and then you start off small, right? You go find some place that does live music and go, hey, can I can I sing my shit here? And they go, uh, maybe just go like, uh, oh, man, I got it like a I can get if you got friends, right? I can get twenty people down here and they'll they'll buy drinks and stuff and food and whatever. And they go, okay. Cause that's what basically what's what they call a bringer show. I'm telling you some things you probably don't know now. Oh, no, I've heard of that. Like, okay, yeah, it's bringing, a bringer show. Bringing your own audience. You right? can bring your own audience somewhere. If even if it's just your friends, like, come check me out. So if they see you roll in and 10, 20 people come with, yeah, then like they a, go, okay. It's like a public celebration of, like, a mini event, basically. Right. But then the idea is just to keep doing that over and over again. And if you bring people, if you get people to come and dance and do whatever and hang out and stay longer, then you'll make money doing that. Because you're basically, like, a... Like, think about it. How much would you pay to have Blade perform for you live in your house? That's, yeah, that'd be almost priceless, I feel like. Okay, imagine you had a bar, right? Yeah. Someone just, hey, I'm leaving you a bar or whatever. Okay, how much are you going to pay them to, to be there? You're not going to tell them, hey, man, do it for the exposure, uh, right? No, you're going to say, no, I got to pay I, this guy. I would pay, if I was like a millionaire, I'd pay like a million bucks. <laughs> I'm not joking. But if I'm just way too much, let's let's say I have like 100K. You'd be broke. I have 100K saved up and I'm working this bar and I have 100K to spend into the bar. I'm spending at least 30K. At least. Okay. But, but 
under the assumption that you're going to make 30k of doing it that would be like if you're in the business that's how you do it right yeah you'd say like okay well we're gonna have a, they have gonna understand they have live music because people will come see live music and they if you if okay if blade performed at my bar it would be sold out immediately literally immediately right so you'd have to know like okay it'll be packed it's gonna be packed and the point is to be that guy yeah. So then somebody looks at you and goes, okay, you're going to pack my bar. So I'll pay you thousands of dollars to come in because I know I'm going to make tens of thousands of dollars off of drink sales yeah. while you're here, right? That's why they pay those people so much money. Mm-hmm. So you just need to be that person. The only way you become that person is by just doing the show because a lot of people want to skip that step. Mm-hmm. You got to do the thing that people don't want to do. They don't want to make that phone call and get rejected. But you got to listen to the, no, we don't want that and go, okay, you know anyone else has live venues? Yeah, call up so-and-so, blah, blah, blah. You're eventually going to find someone that's like, oh, I, yeah, I love that music. Yeah, you can perform. I can't pay you. Maybe maybe I, maybe I it'll be like, oh, I can't pay you this time or whatever. I'm only going to pay you 20 bucks. Like, okay, deal. Mm-hmm. Then go do a live show, and it's not going to be the best. You know, the first one's not going to be the best, whatever. You just go and do it, right? And if you get that, you're either going to get that itch or you're going to fall apart completely, right? Yeah. But you're, most people that are meant to be there find that itch, and then they just got to scratch it. I mean, how many people go out there? I mean, there's a lot of artists, too, that like people like Bo Burnham, very musically talented, but obviously he couldn't handle the seriousness of just doing only music with no comedy, right? So he probably, he, tur- he turns to comedy to make it easier for himself, you know? Well, he's just, that's, he, he's just funny. He's a funny guy. Yeah. That's just part of his thing. But I don't imagine, think he can picture, like, but, he's done a couple serious songs, but even his serious, semi-serious songs have a lot of humor in them. Yeah, but imagine if he only made serious music, though. Would he be known? No. Um, if he just did piano, like, composure? Well, you stuff? say that, but here's the thing. He's obviously very talented. Yes. If he poured all of his energy into making serious music, it would, pr- I guarantee it would be really good. It would be really good, but would it be known? Yeah, I, of, I, yeah, it would. Because think about how many like people. Because the issue with classical now, making classical music or anything like that, just piano music. You could be the greatest composer ever, but it's so hard to get actually known in that field. Well, yeah, because you're because you're talking such a limited field of view. So, but so you think he would stretch out of just out of piano music? He would do other stuff too. If you want to be. Here's the thing. Someone like a bow, yeah. right? That's a guy that's obsessed yeah. with his art, right? Yeah. You've seen his shows. It's so insanely choreographed. There's so much money put in, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's an insane show. He, The only way you get that show is if you're obsessed with making that show. If you spend every waking minute thinking about how it could be better. This could be tighter. This could be better if I get this lighting, if I get this, if I get this, uh, mm-hmm. this, the gimmick, or I put this joke in here, I do this song, I do this song, then this song, you know, or I change this. Like, you have to be absolutely obsessed. But someone that has that ability to be obsessed with anything like that is going to be amazing at that thing because anybody can learn how to do anything, especially if they're obsessed by it, especially if it's their passion, right? You know who that reminds me a lot of? Uh, you say all that, and I think of like getting your. Getting oh yeah, your sorry. Mic. You say all that, and I think of um, I think of Jerma, the Twitch streamer. I th- but basically, <laughs> what he's trying to say is like he's very dedicated to his own, sh- his own shit. He's very like all he wants is to make a happy, joyful, funny experience for literally everybody, 
except you know bad people obviously the who are like you know racist yeah. and stuff. he's obsessed with it and now he's huge right yeah that's yeah. that's the whole thing because he's like i think he's the most authentic person on twitch he's got to be there's no one who is like as honest and dedicated to his work as he is because he does all this and he doesn't care about the money he's never once been like i need twitch primes i need you guys to subscribe to me give me your money or else i won't do this here's a sub goal so i'll do this no he doesn't care about that he's just like Hey guys, I know we just did a thing last week, but I'm gonna I'm gonna have another show for you in like two months. Just wait, and I'll I'll have it for you. No sub goal, nothing. I'll just do it. Yeah, but I, once you get to a certain point, like you don't have to worry about money, I guess. But I, even, I, there's obviously, yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. There's obviously some people out there who are like trying to bleed their subscribers dry. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. especially the ladies. Uh, I think, it, especially with that whole Amaranth thing coming to air with um. Her being forced to do that, she didn't. She didn't want to do that. You hear about that shit? I don't buy that story at all. I buy it. Uh, I hundred percent do why, not buy that. Why would he say he feels guilty about it unless that was absolutely true? Because they're okay. She was pretending to be single while she was married, right? That wasn't her choice. Her husband made her do that. She was pretending to be single. Yeah. She agreed to do it. She was pretending to be single, but she was married. Okay. Uh huh. And she got a lot of money from a lot of people that thought that if they gave her a lot of money, maybe there's a chance they could talk to her. Do you know he was like abusing her though to tell her to stay yeah, single? I I get that. I'm I understand the stuff behind there, but let's just follow the pattern of what's happening. Okay, mm-hmm. is there's a so she's abusing the fact that people think she's single and she's taking money from people. Did she refund those people? Uh no, she didn't. But here's the thing: people find out she got a husband. Right. Mm-hmm. And then shortly after that, it's, oh, he's abusive. Yeah. Right away after that, as soon as it came out that she was married, all of a sudden it's like, well, he's abusive and he's making me blah, blah, blah. Well, they, and they then, found out at the same time. And then what happened? You know, they found out at the same time. She though. does this, this, uh, this thing, this sympathy thing, and starts raking in nonstop coverage and money. How much money do you think she's made off of this? Listen to me. Listen to me. You're looking at this the worst way possible. You're an incel. Anyways. No, it's not incel. This is incel. How is it incel? Let me broaden your view here. How many times has a woman gone to just the police or just her friends or just anyone and asked for help in an abusive situation and been brushed off? How many times do you think that's happened? I don't know. A lot of times. It's very prevalent. There are many women who have told me, even my friends who have been through similar situations, they always say, I went to the police and they did nothing. I went to my friends and they did nothing. Nobody did anything. I was alone and I had to deal with it myself. And now I'm... Yeah, I understand understand how abuse with women works. I'm very familiar with it. Nobody does anything. Nobody wants to believe it. Let me finish, though. So that's why Amarath, she's in this position where she doesn't know what to do. She can't get out of this situation. Allegedly. She's, tr- she's tried to before. She's tried couples therapy. She's tried police. They did nothing. Allegedly. She's tried other things, and she had proof for some of them. So don't say allegedly. I think this is very—she had she had other people vouching for her. She had all, the, all these other things, right? Everything adds up. There's no gaps in the story, really. Uh, the guy even admits and apologizes to what he did, and he says he's getting therapy for it. And so she's sitting here, you know, no one else is helping her, so she just streams it. 
she opens up her stream and starts playing the guy talking. And this guy doesn't realize, obviously. And then he real he looks at it, and now he f- is fucking exposed for what he did. Nobody fucking even knows who the guy is, really. But now he's exposed. Okay. Are they right? still married? She's getting a divorce. Is she? Yeah. She says she's go- looking for legal separation. She was looking for lawyer. She's going to pay for the lawyer fees and everything. She was talking about that. Okay. Now, just let me ask you a really quick question, okay? As someone who's only... I just saw her name pop up a bunch of times. I'm like, oh, this person's getting a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. So I read pits and pieces of the story. I don't know this person. I've never watched this person or anything. I just saw that the first thing I saw was, oh, this person's married. And look at all these incels that got tricked into giving her all this money. And people are posting their things of like, I donate all this money. But and you're married. Fuck you. In right? the first place. But that's not her but then, fault, though. Then days if day or days after that, all of a sudden it was like, oh, the husband's abusive, though. Then that became the story after the fact. And I was like, okay. Those were revealed at the same time. No, yes, they, they weren't. Were. It, I remember one and then the other because I was like, this is fun. You know, it's, fun, it's funny to watch. I it's, just, I didn't see it's funny and sad. Yeah, though. it started off as like, oh, she's actually married. What a scam artist. She scammed all. She was scamming people, and people are like, "What do you, you know?" And but everybody does the same that, thing. But I think that's how that started, is because the husband was telling her to stay single, and he got mad that it got leaked. That's what she said. Yeah. And I'm the kind of person that looks at Twitch as it's just a drama factory, right? It's basically mm-hmm. Days of Our Lives, the TV show, right? It's it's basically that. Yeah. So I agree. It's not. Wait, I agree with you, but like, also when it comes to like. Yeah, even if it's dramatic, serious shit can happen. Just if they're treating it like a reality TV show, it doesn't mean someone can't do something super fucked up. I just think it's really convenient that I saw that post about, oh my God, she's actually married. And then all of a sudden it turns into this victim story where it's not her fault anymore, right? Then she makes gets a ton of attention, a ton of subs, a ton of money. It shouldn't have been her fault in the first place. The husband I know, but I'm her. just saying, if, if I was a, if I'm her, right? Yeah. And I'm thinking like, oh, shit, they found out. I didn't want anyone to know. Mm-hmm. And now it's going to fuck up the whole thing. The best way out of it is exactly what they did. Yeah. And it could not have worked better if if I'm right. I don't allegedly. Right. I'm just saying there's no better way out of that hole that you got backed into than that. Because what that does is it awfully convenient that the thing that happens immediately puts her back to where she was before now she's potentially single again so guess what can start happening again those subs can come in she's not going back to the same let streams. me call it let me call this a year or two from now people are going to be like they're still married yes because he's still abusing me and nobody will help me blah 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 and we're going to start this whole thing all over again i guarantee it i guarantee it well even no but that's what everyone says everyone has said you know, people who are in abusive relationships tend to go back to who is abusing them, even if right. it doesn't seem right. Which means that she can just keep doing this over and over again, but doesn't, without, you know what I mean? Do you I, see what I'm saying, though? I just, I think you're way too distrusting of people. It's not distrusting. It's just understanding how that, understanding how someone like Actually, that makes her money online. I have a good, I have a good reason for this. You said at the beginning, you you grew up without the internet. You don't take the internet serious. So when you look at these two people on the internet, you can't let yourself see the serious part. 
you can't let yourself take it serious because it's on the internet. It just because it's so convenient. That's the part that gets me. It's insanely convenient. You know what I mean? If it was like, um, if I didn't see the, oh my god, she's actually married post before. Yeah, maybe I could buy this. But the fact that I saw those posts before, because I just remember looking at all the 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 screenshots of guys complaining that they gave money and you're married. Oh my God. And people like shitting on all the guys that why'd you give her two grand? You really thought you had a chance with a pop, you know, just normal stuff that you see. That's what, that's how, that's how female streaming kind of works online. You know what I mean? Right. Whether it's on Twitch or wherever, Mm -hmm. that's just part of the process. So to me, it just seemed awfully convenient and the perfect the perfect remedy to the situation. There was no other way to to remedy that, I don't think. So, yeah, that's how I feel about it. But maybe I am completely wrong, and this is all for real, for reals. I I believe you might be a little wrong. Eh, it's possible. I don't know this person. You don't know this person. I well, I see my advantage here is I'm a very parasocial Andy. I love getting into other people's drama and social lives. <laughs> For fun, because I'm just, it's my favorite little evil thing to do. So I do a lot of research. I watch a lot of videos. I watch a lot of clips. I'm sure. I just feel like a lot of this Twitch drama basically comes off as scripted a lot of times. I think a lot of it does, but I think the Amaranth situation in particular is not. Like, I feel like the Mizkif shit, that was scripted. Um, Anything drama related with Mizkif or anyone like Greek God or Tyler One, all those people... Like that kind of like cesspit of just like degenerate streamers, right? I think they are all scripted drama because that's how they get the views, you know. I don't think uh, well, not Tyler One. Tyler One's good actually because he most of his shit is he doesn't intend to start drama ever, but people always want to get bigger by starting drama with him, and then he just shuts them down. Now that's why he's cool, right? When that shit happens, but like every other like like degenerate streamer, I think they all do it for for extra viewers like look at xqc why are you going to stream your own breakup i like xqc still but i was really you know disappointed it's like why are you streaming your own breakup that's so fucking weird well because their whole thing is they've lived their entire lives online that's why people watch them yeah i just don't think that's fucking cool though <laughs> yeah but that's and a lot of people didn't a lot of people call him a fucking asshole and stop watching them. yeah and did he make money off of it and get attention Probably. he got a shit ton of attention. even the negative attention is good yeah, right. It's, it's fucking stupid though. Because that whole story, like that, put her name everywhere. Like I'm on, I searched for a lot of, you know, um, headlines on Reddit, and it was every other post. Yeah. On Reddit for days, every other post was just that. I'm just like to the point where I got sick of seeing the name. I'm just like Jesus, you know. Like I clicked a couple things here and there just to get an idea of what the story was. After I'd seen like 20 different posts or whatever, you know, mm-hmm. after the the story started unfolding, it's like okay, let's just. Take a little. This if it's gonna pop up every other story, I'll you know read a few things about it. But I was just like, huh, I'm not gonna watch a three hour. Like I know I'm sure there's right now there's probably like I'm gonna guess what probably four thousand hours of YouTube content about people dissecting the situation. Yeah, let's guess probably about that. You got critical. <laughs> you got Ludwig. Yeah. You got like literally every like YouTuber that has like one of those like talking like spaces. Like Hassan, fucking H3H3, probably, you know, like fucking everyone. Oh, H3H3. He just got in trouble recently, too. What did he do? You don't remember? No. Or you didn't hear that? No. This is great. So it was so great because it was on Abram Preach, and they were talking about 
H3H3 was trying to get people like um he was like promoting getting people banned for for saying certain for saying certain things or making jokes or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's insensitive, whatever. What if the KKK was on YouTube <laughs> type of thing? Um it was about I think it was about the um Andrew Tate ban, right? Uh-huh. So he was yeah. talking about that. So but he was looking at people going like I don't he's reading t- Twitter. Yeah. And it's everybody's just like most people are probably like I don't watch his stuff. I don't agree with his stuff, but I think he should be able to post his stuff because it's not, he's not telling people to go harm people or anything like that. He's just saying wild stuff, right? Yeah. But it's not, doesn't break the TOS. It's just annoying to you. Um, and as, by the way, and I've said before, many times, I think Andrew Tate's a character. He's not, a, that's not his real, he's not a real person. He's just a. Oh, a, yeah, obviously. Because if anybody was like that, they wouldn't ever. Like they they'd get, probably get hurt. I saw him on your your mom's house this first time I saw him. I'm like, this is obviously a character, and they all everyone in the room got the joke that this is a character. You can have fun with a character. He's gonna say this shit, and it's not it's not his deal. So anyway, he's talking about the ban or whatever. And every time a black guy would say that, like, I didn't I don't agree with the content, but I don't think you should get banned or whatever. He's like, yeah, what if the KKK was on YouTube? <laughs> and then a white guy would say it, and you go, huh, okay, yeah, I guess I could see that. And <laughs> I was, <laughs> then you just go back. Well, yeah, what if the cake? He just kept kind of doing That's that. That's a little weird. So he did have this thing when uh, Kanye did his Jewish thing, and then Ben Shapiro stood up for Kanye, saying like, "Well, whatever." He just said some wild stuff. Get over it, type of deal. And then H three H three said something to the effect that uh, if the Holocaust happens again, I hope you get gassed first. To Ben Shapiro, but I guess H three H three is also Jewish. He is also Jewish, but like. Yeah, so he got banned for Ugh, one. So well, he got banned for, banned for one week for saying that, right? Yeah. But the the irony of the situation is, is that you're promoting like you promoted your own ban, right? Yeah. Because now, because obviously he's joking, right? Yeah. It's clearly a joke. Is it in bad taste? Did and you know what Ben Shapiro said? I, he shouldn't have gotten banned for that. It's obviously a joke, right? There's no reason for him to get banned over that. It's just ironic that he was the one that got banned because he's always pushing for other people to get yeah, banned. I think that's a bad joke, honestly, but like, yeah, it's bad joke. It's in bad taste, but it should be like a little slap in the wrist of like, dude, like, but in, even then, is it really that bad of a joke? Because he is Jewish. I mean, it's yeah, kind of like no, a black guy saying the N word. No, no, no. I, he has every right to say it. I'm not going to stop him. I'm not going to confront him in public, but, uh, even then there's certain times where you just shouldn't say anything. You know, you can't say every single word around your grandma. I guess, I guess if like, if Ben was right, I think if Ben was in the room with him and he was saying that to him, yeah. then it'd be like, Ben would just have a quip back at him. Like, oh, well, I don't know what he'd say yeah, back, but he would just say something back and then it would move on. Right. Private conversation. That'd be funny. He'd giggle. Yeah. But in public, why? No. Stupid. Well, yeah. I guess the idea that we consider like consumers is like children. So we have to like be careful, but it's just, it was just. It's just ironic. It's weird. Um, I'm sure he's already back now. I think that was. I think that was like a week ago when all the. Actually, that was this week. All the Kanye stuff. Yeah, that was. So I heard about the Kanye stuff. He's fucking stupid. That like I used to. Like, I can't even listen to his music anymore. I'm not even joking. Well, I guess he usually because he's always does wild stuff. That's his this thing. Is too wild though. Well, yeah, I think he maybe went a little bit too far in this one. Yeah, and like somebody was just like, "What you got?" The only thing that happened to him really was he he had to go get a different bank. Oh no, he lost a bunch of deals too. And a, he got a different bank and he lost Adidas. But the thing with Adidas is is that now his brand is his. You understand? 
That's true. They drop him. If they drop him like that, the way he writes contracts is probably pretty smart. So now he owns a Yeezy brand of shoes, which means that he can just go find someone else to make them shoes. Now it's probably not going to happen next week, but you don't think people are calling Kanye to be like, we'll make those shoes for you. We'll make your Yeezys. We'll make your Yeezys. We'll make your Yeezys. Like, not, not big corporations because they'll know they'll get in trouble if they hire him. But smaller ones, definitely. I, watch Nike pick it up. If, watch uh, if Nike picks it up, I will I will literally... I'll, I'll, get, I'll do anything, bro. I'll give you $5 if Nike wins. I'll still keep buying Nikes, though. I don't know. I just don't think... I don't agree with the message, but I, I like the Nikes. Look at it like this. Right now, cons- corporate corporations are way too concerned about what the general public online thinks of them. They don't care about the people... Or normal human beings. I think there's a little bit of backlash coming from that, as a matter of fact, that we're kind of seeing. A, I think we're the way that the when things curve so aggressively, like they have mm-hmm. in the past, I want to say five years, mm-hmm. right? Where we're trying to get rid of everybody that's a problem and people attacking people and all this. And, you know, and companies like looking at like a single tweet and like getting rid of a guy, which is insane that one person is going to get like mad and then that's it. You like drop a guy. That's yeah. kind of how it started, and that was kind of like the right when Me Too happened. You know, once they ran out of predators, they just started going after everybody. You know, because they realized people. I think people felt like they had power at a certain point, right? Mm-hmm. Like if we can get rid of these people, we can get rid of other people. You know, yeah, and they instead of just being happy with like, okay, we got the big ones out of the way. Uh-huh. Good job, everybody. It's like, well, now you're gonna go find every little discrepancy you can find. Somebody says one thing wrong. Uh, you know, sorry's not good enough. You got to lose your your deals or whatever. Mm-hmm. But the problem with that is that costs companies money. Mm-hmm. At some point, at some point, you're like, why would you? You know, why would you drop Yeezys, Adidas? Adidas is going to lose money off of that. You think they're going to be happy about that? Mm-mm. No, oh, guys, we lost thirty million this year because we don't have Yeezys anymore. Then they're going to go get a new Yeezy. Yeah. yeah, but he said something. We don't care what he said. Get some new Yeezys right now. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. That's $30 million. Are you crazy? Yes. We can't just lose that. You can't just lose that money, right? Mm-hmm. And that goes for all these people connected to all these brands. The only reason that they're connected to those brands and the reason they pay them is because it's more it's profitable to do so, right? So they lose money every time they lose somebody. How long can companies do that for before they eventually just go like, yeah, you know what? We don't care, all right? Um, and you see that with... Certain creators will just say, like, somebody's going through whatever, drama's happening. They go, I don't care. That's my friend. Mm-hmm. He can come to my show anytime. It's my friend. I don't care. I don't care what he did. I don't care what what the story is. I don't care. It's my friend. And I support him. Right? Mm-hmm. You know, somebody says something stupid. The commu- Like, um, there's always someone going to tear you down, but there's other people there. Like, I mean, stuff happens. People say stupid shit, whatever. Like, saying stuff, like, that should never be, like, a primer for... If you're not inciting violence against somebody, and I know that, and I don't like the rhetoric of trying to say like, like, oh, words are violence. They're not. If you think words are violence, you've never been punched in the face. I've been punched in the face before. I would much rather be called the worst words in the book than be punched in the face again. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a completely different thing. Um, being confronted with violence is terrifying. Okay. Yeah. It, when your life is flashing before your eyes, the idea of like, I've almost been, I've had people show me weapons and been almost jumped before multiple times. It's scary. It's not like somebody going like, you suck. <laughs> well, I, I feel like they're... I don't like you. I feel like it depends on, you know, like 
the severity of the words, obviously, though. Yeah, but it's not even it's not violence. At the end of the day, it's not violence. Yeah, but like there's also there's a lot of words that can really tear a person down. Sure. If they have, but it's not violence. That's my whole thing. I don't. If you say that words are violence, then you make it okay to remove people for words. When the only thing we should be removing people for is if they're literally inciting violence. Like, hey, can somebody go attack this person for me? I I don't like them. I think that's where I disagree because I think there are some words that are just too harmful that people say and shouldn't be saying. Um, No, your aim should never be like you. You should never aim to be causing people. To like just harmful rhetoric, right? You shouldn't purposely be harmful to people, but sometimes it's like, like it's like, sorry that hurt your feelings, but whatever. I think Andrew Tate is actually a good example because he got removed for inciting like you know negative behavior, right? All he literally all he would do is he would have this character that would say horrible horrible things and you know his broad, his broad audience was younger men and you might think oh yeah well the majority of them won't be dumb enough to recreate that but there are you know d- dumber people who will recreate that right but what are those people going to do in the absence of that person try to cr- recreate it become a better version they'll find someone else yeah they'll find someone else with similar ideas though so you you've what you've effectively done is you've taken a lightning rod that you could argue against yeah. And you've just spread it across a hundred different people that now you have to fight a hundred people. Okay. Yeah. That's what you've done. Right. Because you had a focal point. All you have to do is argue against this guy's point. He talks fast. He's sometimes humorous, whatever, but you could easily dispute the stuff he's saying because he's saying it in jest. Right. Yeah. So you can just dispute it in jest basically. Right. It's really easy to dispute a lot of the stuff that he says. Some of these things are like monocum of truth. But it's not, you know what I mean? Yeah. But now you have, instead of having just one person, you'd be like, oh, well, he's wrong because of blah, blah, blah. And you shouldn't look at women this way or treat them like that because that's stupid. That's just, that's not going to help you at all. It's not going to make you happy, whatever. Um, but now you just, you just spread his influence over hundreds of people. And now you have to fight hundreds of people instead. Yeah. That's why it's dumb because those people aren't going to just like, well, I guess I'll give up on this message. No, they, people, nobody gets, like their minds are already made up. When they found the guy, right? They were just like, oh, this guy's saying the thing I think. Yeah. I'm going to watch him. That's what people do. They find the guy that's saying the thing that you think, but he's saying it a little bit better, a little bit more confident than you can say it. And so you watch him. And they watch him. They get their talking points off of him and whatever. But if it's just one guy, then you can just... Like, I don't know anyone who... I don't know a single person in real life who's going to quote that, you know, unless it's joking. Mm-hmm. right like we joke i joke about it we joke about it at work all the time stuff like that but it's it's obviously jokes you know mm-hmm. especially because most people there are married so they're not, they're not talking about like single women or whatever you know this and that so it's not good like you think you won but you didn't win mm-hmm. not to mention he's like the only reason he's as popular as he was was because of all the pushback against him mm-hmm. right I've seen when, you know, when he hit his, his meteoric rise there, I've never seen, I never watched a single thing from him, but yet I cannot get him away from my vision. Right. Yeah. Every social media app you could open up, he's right there. Yeah. Somebody's talking about him. I've never watched a video of his either. He's being platformed by the people that oppose him. Basically, if they just ignored him, 
nothing. He would never have gotten so big. He only reason he got so big is because large people decided to go after him. I can agree with that. I feel like people gave him way too much attention, but that's why deplatforming him is so good because these people can't give him attention anymore. If I said something horrible on here, and all the biggest content creators in the world started talking about me, what do you think is going to happen to me? You're going to make a deplatform. Um, maybe, but what's going to happen before that? You're going to be very popular for a little bit. Be huge. Yeah. And I'll be able to create my own platform somewhere it's, else. It's the Donald Trump effect. Right. It's literally exactly because guess what? He got really popular, got removed from everything. Now he has his own platform. Mm-hmm. Just like Andrew Tate. He's got his own podcast somewhere. I don't know where you get it, but I know he still has it. Yeah. So he's. And he has that Hustlers Academy, which is just a pyramid scheme, you know. Yeah. And he can have his own servers and he can have people come to him for content. And he's got people now because he's been so basically he's been victimized in a sense because he lost his source of income. Yeah. So people are like, we'll support you. You're just doing this message and, you know, all the so all the the zealots Mm -hmm. just go on over and support him anyway. Like, what have you solved? Nothing. Yeah. Right. Exactly. You've basically like, let's not pretend that these are good people. They were using him for content. Yeah. This is because it's easy content because he's a fake character. You're attacking Tony the Tiger about his stand on for the best cereal going. How dare you? Like, it's so insane to me. And you're using him for content, right? You're not a good person. You're making money off of talking bad about somebody. You're not a good person. Demonetize it and then talk about him. But you won't. Right? You just yeah. won't do it. No. It's it's all for clicks. It's all for money. It's just, and everybody's doing it because, oh, this is a popular thing to talk about. Let's talk about it. We've talked about it, me and Claire. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, this is in the, this is in the trend. This is trending. Yeah. And I feel like most people are under the, the assumption, like, yeah, he's a weirdo. Uh, but I, I just, I get so bothered by, like, how many teenage boys are like, no, yeah, no, he's, he's right. He's right. Dude, it's so many of them. Well, it's, yeah, people like that, the fresh and fit guys. But once again, that's the people that, um, like what I talked before about, like, about earlier in this podcast, and I was talking about, like, people that, like, if you think you know what people want and you don't want to change to be that, that thing, right? Yeah. It's like you're just kind of talking shit, right? If you think, if you honestly in your heart of hearts think that the only thing want, a girl wants is a, is a guy who's buff and charismatic, mm-hmm. right? And you're not doing that, it's like then you're kind of a loser, yeah. right? Now, if you did that, you got to that point and you were like, but I'm still not getting it. It's like, okay, you realized that you were wrong. Yeah. Now, if you're a good person, you'll evolve, right? But some people will and some people won't. But some people are going to feel that way no matter what because they're going to feel like outcasts. But that's just because there's just too many people lying to too many other people about how everything works and it's too confusing. And like I said, if you gave every single human on earth the ability to mold the perfect person for them by what they deem, yeah, 90% wouldn't be able to do it. Guaranteed. They would all fail. You'd make your person and go, hm, I hate this. Yeah, they're not creative enough. You got to be pretty creative to know what you want to do. It's right? not creative. The hard part is the the hardest part is figuring out what your values actually are. Yeah, and what actually makes you happy. Yeah. You know, a lot of people don't know what actually makes them happy because either A, they don't try enough stuff, or B, they've convinced themselves that what they're doing right now is their peak, you know? There's a lot of different kind of women out there right now. Yeah. You got to honestly assess, like, what are my actual goals? Do you care about having an emotional connection with somebody? Because yeah. some people don't. 
They just want to have sex with as many women as they possibly can. If that's your goal, like uh, dude, that stuff is so cringe to me. Well, it's it's something people do. It's usually done in phases, I would think. Yeah, there's but no, if that's your has a hookup phase, right? right? But know? if that's your goal, be honest about it, and you'll be fine because you're gonna find other people on the other side of the spectrum. Yeah, there's a but there's a lot of especially guys. I hate to say it, but like it, it definitely is a lot of guys out there that are like. Oh no, I don't want to just hook up. But I like you, and then they get the sex. And yeah, there's a lot of people that lie, but once again, about their happiness themselves, about being honest with themselves. If you're doing that, but you really want a relationship, yeah, you know, now you're just putting off. If you're too, because if you're being a scared little bitch, I don't want to get hurt again. I Though my last girlfriend hurt me, I don't want to get hurt I again. Know, like I get it, I get because I've been there. Trust me, <laughs> you know, I have been absolutely demolished by my past relationships but have you ever seen me sit around and be like well it's gonna happen again no i just try to find another person and you learn yeah and you you see those red flags and you go mm, i don't want to talk to you dude i was on tinder for what like four months and i was just like i would be talking to people and there'd be like one thing where like uh, ew Gotta, no. put the, gotta put the energy out there. I mean, it's yeah. different for everybody in different stages of life. Like, you're in that stage of life that's like a startup type of stage. Yeah. So, you're anyone you find is gonna be your startup person. Yeah. And, and you gotta have the understanding to go, like, okay, so I need someone that's probably when you're young, you gotta find someone who's kind of on your level ish yeah. and also has the same goals. Uh, from you is maybe five to ten years. That's yeah. how you. That's how you're gonna make it five or ten years. I um, you know, if you're both want to go like, okay, let's let's work on our careers. Let's have a let's live nice. Let's live, you know, so money's not a problem. Yeah. Or then you have to go like, are we gonna get married? Are there gonna be kids? How many kids? Do we have pets? Like, where do we live? I mean, there's a lot of things that you have to consider that a lot of people don't. They think it's just gonna work out. Like, yeah, I um, you know, and this is my viewpoint on it. I saw a great thing that, like, I saw this video, this really popular video, and I was like, no, this is stupid. Because my new mindset with dating is if there's a red flag, don't, like, do a three-strike system. Just say, no, I don't like this red flag. I'm sorry. We aren't compatible. If you want to change that, I don't know if I want to give you that chance. I don't even want you to change for me. Stay who you are. We aren't compatible. I'm moving on. Yeah, I guess it depends what the... Like I said, we were talking. And obviously, that's a, that's a very rough way of saying it. That's a really rude way of saying it. You can find better ways of saying that, which I've done. But then I see people like this. Well, where, don't I wouldn't even call it a red flag. Just call it an incompatibility. Yeah. Because the the red flag stuff is getting so unbelievably cringe and horrible lately. Yeah. It's like I'm talking about like if there's a woman who's like I'm very conservative and I don't like gay people. I'm not going to be like, hey, let's... There's lots of women just running around saying that. Well, let's say that if there was, <laughs> I'm not going to be like, you know what? It's fine, baby. I can I can fix you. I don't like people that hate. I can fix you. You're, you know, your negativity, it's so attractive. But she's going to find some conservative guy who likes fishing she and also is, hates exactly. Gays. And they're going to be happy together. Yeah. But that's why I'm not going to sit there and try to fix just that. Just sitting in their, their living room going, like, can you believe they exist? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, they're like, <laughs> God, I can't believe gay people have rights. God, I like those people... Are gonna be so happy together. Yeah, they're gonna feed off each other. And they're, they're gonna, gonna they're gonna lose their teeth. They're gonna get fat and ugly together. And they're gonna be. But they're gonna stay together. They're forever. gonna stay together forever, even after you know multiple domestic abuse incidents. When he know? gets into a bar fight, she's gonna jump on that guy's back so he can get a couple. And then swings they're in. gonna have sex in the bathroom. Yep. Yep. It's just how it is. Those people that's are love, baby. That is love. That's love too. Okay. Yeah, Don't that's, hate. That's love. You know. And I'm so glad those people will be happy for each other. You know, nothing but the best for them. I'm hope they always stay together. But I'm not gonna try to turn her into me. Yeah, people get confused, I think, by 
experiences and also fake experiences because the thing with the guys is they look at like Instagram models like the Fresh and Fit podcast is a great example of this. They bring in Instagram girls and then they're shocked that they're just there for clout. It's like, guys, you aren't that special. You just have a huge platform and that's why they're there Yeah, because maybe they'll get an extra thousand followers if they're on the show. Yeah, right. And on the on the same avenue I was talking before. Sorry if I'm interrupting you, but I need to get this out before I forget. There's this guy who said, had this video, and he's just driving away. He's driving. He's recording himself, and he has a little caption. And it says, "If you're thinking of walking away, try harder." You want to be asked what your favorite color is again? No, we throw things away too easily. So he's saying the talking stage over and over and over and giving up on people too quickly is an issue. You know. Do you want to really go through another talking stage? Probably not. But I think, hey, you can either sit there and accept this person you're not really that happy with. And oh, I won't have to go through another talking stage, though. Or you can suck it up, go through another fucking talking stage and find the most perfect person of your life. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, no. But it's also, I think part, I think you're reading, we're reading the message different ways. When I hear something like that, I think it's like if we're having an argument about the dishes, whatever. Let's not throw the relationship out over an argument. Well, yeah, no, exactly. That's what I mean. I think small things are fine. This person is talking about like, I think this person is talking about when a big issue. Right. You see it as big things, but I see it as small things because I think the small things are the main problem is somebody meets somebody and it's like, it's like the Seinfeld show Yeah, where they go, he eats his peas one at a time. I can't date a guy that eats his peas one at a time. But obviously, but when I look at this, I'm talking about, as you said, incompatibilities. I'm not thinking of red flags. Like that's a red flag. Right. Oh, he eats his peas one at a time. That's a red flag. Then compatibility would be like this person yells at me anytime I try to do something I enjoy. That would be an incompatibility. Well, that's that's like that's a, obviously an extreme a ludicrous one. scale. Yeah, that's an extreme one. But you know what I mean? Those, those are the two different. He stabbed levels. me, but he's a, is he the right guy for me? I'm just asking. <sighs> he he said he asshole? wants to beat up my mom for fun. Am I the asshole? Right. My ex boyfriend <laughs> wants to beat up my mom for fun, and I still have feelings for him. Am I the asshole? Dude, I love reading those. Oh my god, just... they're so one sided crap. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, I still love him though, and I'm just like, please get help. Please see a therapist. Please. I know you're in a situation that's hard to get out of, but ask everyone around you for help. When I see women on there complaining, I always think like, okay, that's a story. <laughs> then I think about someone like your mom and I'm like, uh, okay, now, yeah. then I try to think like, okay, what is the, Let's, what is the actual story to look like? Huh? Maybe we, we're going <laughs> to, we're going to blur with who you just said out. I don't want to deal with any family member seeing this. Uh, but I, I just, I just think of that. Yeah, That's no. where my head goes is like, okay, if this person was completely, cause it's just, you know, it's just, um, you're just looking at creative writing basically. I think a lot of the time, I think a lot of that stuff is just like fake dribble, honestly. Yeah. And it's just creative storytelling because that's how like some of it, especially sometimes it's too perfect, you know, also like just kids getting like a hold of their parents' account or something and just typing up something random. Well, just even young people, like you forget how, like when you're so, inex- I don't know. It's just some stuff just reads too perfect. It's like you're a perfect angel and you surround yourself. To like it's really rare for a perfect angel to surround themselves with somebody who's such an obnoxious asshole. Right. Yeah. Like generally good people, like when people like that get in their lives, they kind of push them away. Yeah. Right. So if you're around someone like that, the chances are that you're also very much like that. Yeah. And, you know, I'm thinking like I'm thinking about these like these teenagers, right, in high school, middle school or whatever. Right. They're posting these. There's a new trend on TikTok to post like, 
oh, watch this person fall out of love with me. And it's just like the happy text from the, the honeymoon period of being in a high school relationship to the, oh, we've been together for two weeks. This is boring. And they both hate each other. Right. It's just that showing yeah. that gradual decline. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, what, what is with this like extreme focus on teenagers overexposing everything in their life and having no privacy for themselves? Well, just, yeah, growing up without it and thinking that it's not, thinking that it's not special. Yeah. Cause I would never, you would never, the FBI could beat and torture me. I would never get that information out of my mouth. I would keep that to myself. Well, I guess, I don't know. It just goes by what they value and if they value the, the clout, like, because I mean, teenagers, the thing about being a teenager is like, you think you're, you get a teenager, you have all these emotions and you think you're so unique and special and no one else could possibly understand. And people are just looking at you like you're on a drug. You know, the drug's called hormones. Yeah. Like, it's like watching somebody on, like, that's, like, coked up or on a E or shrooms or whatever tell you, like, you know what, man? You know what the world's really like, man? And expecting you to really give a shit. And you're just like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Exactly. That's how parents feel listening to kids. Like, if you listen to listen to a coked up person talk about anything, you're just like, okay, yeah. I've been there before. This will pass. Just so you know, this will pass. Like, yeah. you can't be on because, yeah, I mean, even me, look at me, for example. I was, like, 16 on the floor crying, rolling around because he took my phone. I couldn't talk to my online girlfriend. Yeah. And it's just, like, that was going to literally pass in, like, less than a week. You probably would have given me the phone back in a week. And I'm sitting there, and I'm, like, sobbing my eyes out. And I'm oh, just, like. A couple days or something. Yeah, exactly. And I literally, because I had convinced myself. I, I was so melodramatic. I convinced myself, this person's my entire world. I have to give them every moment of my time because if I don't. I'm going to die. Alone. Right? I'm, I'm never going to be happy. And I convinced myself so hard. And then every kid does that. They find some really melodramatic sob, sob, like some way to make anything into a sob story or something that grabs someone's attention. They have to make it as dramatic as possible. Because if they don't, they're not a person. They're not, no one's going to see them. No one's going to realize them. Because if they're not being constantly given attention, they aren't real in their head. That's what a lot of kids think. Yeah, a lot of people like that. The attention. Attention is an economy right now. Yeah. Um, we experience that all the time. Like, same thing in my relationship. Attention is an economy. And we've had to go through a lot of phases of going like, I'm not ignoring you. I'm just incapable of talking to you at certain yeah, think of points of the day. And it's gotten drastically better yeah. because we've had those discussions. But just to be like, like it's not, I'm not ignoring you. I'm ignoring everybody. I'm at work. I'm making yeah. money for us. Like, like how many times have you gone out of your way to text me? Like, so it's rare, right? Just because you're busy. You're a busy person. You can't just be texting all day. But look at me. When I'm not busy, what am I doing all day? I'm giving other people attention because that's what relationships are fueled on is attention for the most part. Basically, attention, interest, um, and also just action and yeah. just making sure that your actions feel valid to the other person. Mm-hmm. Which is trying to tell like uh like they had that whole love language of things, which comes off as like a bunch of BS, but you're like, it's really kind of important to be like, hey, just so you know, like the I'm only doing these like you gotta be able to tell somebody and not in a way that's like making them feel bad, but just to be like, Oh, I do things for you because I care about you. That's why I do things for you, right? Like I've started which to like you normal. a lot more lately and I do things for you. Yeah. More. So you have, I don't know if you noticed. So I'm I've like, definitely noticed. Yes. Like, okay, yeah, now I'll give you a ride. Now I'll do this because things are on track. And you, like, but that's that's me showing. That's how I show appreciation. Like, okay, now now I'll show up, right? Yeah. Because yeah. because uh, it's hard. No, because even if it's your child, even if it's someone you're related to or someone you're so deeply in love with, sometimes it's hard 
to like actually do something, right? It's hard to like tell yourself to go the extra mile sometimes. Uh, yeah, because yeah. the human the human psyche is you know, for most people, occasionally you have your moments where you're going to be selfish. It's uh, it's undeniable. You will have moments where you'll be selfish. Well, I would say that you're always selfish. Yeah, you're. It's self preservation. The know, whole instinctual. like the whole thing we talked about values and people and red flags and all those relationships. The whole point is to be as selfish as possible, right? Because mm-hmm. if you were to sit down, if you sat down and go, if I'm being as selfish as I possibly can, right? Mm-hmm. Like, which sometimes isn't a lot. Well, yeah. just think about it for a second. Yeah, you're being as selfish as I possibly can. I want a partner, and I want a partner for these reasons, and I expect these things. And that you go find that person that delivers that. Yeah. Well, you're being selfish and, and everyone's happy. Mm-hmm. And if they're being selfish too, what if it's just like, well, I just want a partner that we're going to be together and we can live in a one bedroom apartment. I don't want pets or kids or nothing. And I really would like to go out on a date night a couple nights a week and watch a certain genre of movies with that person. And you find the person that's like, yeah, me too. Okay, so now you're being selfish. But what happens if you find someone that's like, oh, I don't want to do any of that. I just want to stay inside and I want to have four kids. Now you could be like, well, I shouldn't be selfish. Yeah. But I should bend to this person's will. No. Yeah, <laughs> you no. should be like selfish and think like. That's the same situation. Like, hey, you know happy. what? That's not going to make me happy. So I'm not going to do it. Exactly. And that means that we don't work together. That's the whole thing. And then, and then you get into relationships where, you know, you're with each other for a long enough time that. Yeah, you're still both selfish, but now you're starting to reach into each other's own private interests, own private like things, smaller things that aren't as big or or weren't as big when you were just starting dating. And that's when you start to learn to become selfless for each other and reach out to those tiny corners where you need to be, you know, a little bit not yourself, do something out of your comfort zone, do something you don't really want to do to make the other person happy because, you know, you guys can't keep doing the same thing over and over again. Right. You got to reach out into your own things. Yeah. You should be doing stuff like that. Yeah. It doesn't come easy right away. But part of that is just like, okay, laying like, okay, like, but it's still selfish in a sense because, like, okay, I'm going to go out of my way for you, but you're doing it because I know you're going to go out of, I know you're going to go out of your way for me. That's true. I think there's, so a- it's reciprocal. It's, you don't do it for no reason. If you go out of your way for somebody constantly and they don't return the favor, you're going to be like, this isn't worth it for me. The only time that becomes an issue is when, you start, you know, counting favors for each other. It becomes transactional, right? Oh, like, I did this. You should do that. Yeah. I mean, it is transactional. But if it's only transactional, it's fine to have a one or two times where it's transactional. But if every time you interact with each other, it's like, yeah, I'm going to go on a date with you tonight, but uh, can you do the laundry tomorrow? Or like, hey, I'll do this thing for you if you buy me that. I would say that's nuanced. Because I would say even successful couples and unhealthy couples both do that. Yeah, that's why I said as long as you're doing it, like, let's say, like, you have a relationship. Maybe hey, I want you to go to this gala with me. And, yeah. like, I really don't want to go to that. I hate that. I'm going to be bored. Okay, well, if you go, I'll, you know. Yeah, yeah. That's, like, but that's a healthy <laughs> okay, example fine. of it. That's a very healthy example of it. Right? Ass- assuming that you're, like, or even if it's just, like, okay, but then you have to go to this thing with me that I know you don't really want to go to. And they go, okay. Yeah. And but then, that's comp- that's more compromised. But then it- the unhealthy example of that would obviously be, hey, do you want to come out of the bedroom and spend time with me? It's like, buy me something. Yeah. That's the unhealthy example, right? You don't even want to spend time with the person, so you have to buy them something to make them do it. Well, if you got to make everything transactional instead of like, because also there should be a moment where someone's like, do you want to do this thing I know you don't want to do? And you go, okay, yeah, I'll do it for you with no strings attached. Yeah. You just do it. 
Like ideally, you would say that. Ideally, it wouldn't be transactional in the sense that you create a business deal every time you want to do something out of your comfort zone. It would just yeah. be like you just agree to it, and then when you ask them to do something, they agree to it. Great example is um, you. I asked for a ride out of nowhere last weekend, literally out of nowhere, and it wasn't okay. Well, you need to do this. It was fine, you know. Yeah. Which yeah, it's a little attitude, but it, you know, I get it, right? You're doing something you don't really want to do. You got to make it known. You know, which I completely understand. I probably do the exact same thing, which know? I've done under the premise of like, you know what? Because I know you were doing that. You're doing a lot right now. Yeah. So I was like, give back. You know, yeah. it's good. Yeah, it's an hour out of your day. Whatever, go do it. Just give back. Because I think it's good to. You don't have to say like. Yeah. You just do it. Like that should just be how it's done. And I really appreciated it, and I had a fun time that day. So. Mm hmm. So yeah, you should just you should do things. My goal was reached, and you got to live on vicariously through my story afterwards. Yes. <laughs> so well, you kind of get something out of it. Yeah, I take I try to take care of the people that take care of me. That's how I try to live my life. You yeah. Know? Did I? Oh, did I ever explain how that birthday party went? It was actually pretty cool. Um. So I don't know how much I should say. Uh. So there's it was Kendall and Joe. Joe was Brianna's boyfriend. Uh, Kendall is Brianna's friend. It was so it was Kendall and Joe who hosted it. Uh, they got a little money and they bought like a the recreational center we were next to, right? Remember when we pulled yeah. up? They bought that out for a day. It was me, Kendall, Michael, Michael's Kendall's boyfriend, uh, Joe and Brianna, and we just we ate cake and listened to music and did funny dances and just kind of hung out. Then we went out and got food. We got Chipotle, just hanging out, talking, spending time together. Uh, went to Target, went to Walmart, and then uh, I went home. Wild. It was it was just fun. It was just like hanging out <laughs> with friends. The <laughs> the um the only thing is, so yeah, <laughs> yeah okay. Uh, the whole time. Well, and um, so that made it very interesting. You ever walk through a Target like that? No. Or like any department store like that. I don't think they had a Target back then. Yeah, no. Trust me, it's very interesting. Uh, I think I just shoved Pokemon cards into my my pocket at one point. Well, you stole Pokemon cards? Yeah, without even realizing. I'm more it. amazed that you found Pokemon cards. It was an accident, too. I didn't do it on purpose. I was Aren't those things always sold out in there? There was like a little area where they had like a... It's a little Gengar collector like figure, and it had a card with it. Oh, okay. Yeah. And so... I just was looking at it, and then someone called my name, and I just put it in my pocket, and I walked out. Nice. I didn't even realize, and I feel bad. But, like, at the same time, I don't because it's a cool-ass Gengar figure. I would probably, like, if I was sober, I'd probably take it, too. Well, luckily you're not in jail. Yeah, luckily. And, uh, you know, this is just a joke, by the way, to the FBI agent <laughs> watching this. This isn't yeah. real. This is all a fabrication for the podcast. <laughs> okay, everything's a fabrication. <laughs> okay, on that note. I think we're good on time. Yeah, that was a long time. That was a long time. Good talk. That was easy. I enjoyed it. I appreciate coming on. I appreciate you having me here. So, um, I guarantee no one's made it this far. But if you have, like, oh, comment, so subscribe. We're on YouTube. We're on Spotify. We're on iTunes. Man, don't be so down on yourself. Come on. <laughs> hey, uh, this is, no, we got, this Rich, is, we got Richard right here. Richard watching the podcast. This is far in. Thanks, Rich. Actually, it's all people from Kenya, so. I don't know Kenya. I don't know if they, yeah, I don't think it'd be rich. But actually, yeah, it could be. You never know. Yeah. I only know what Tim and Paul off the top of my head. I'll make Kendall watch it. Hey, Kendall. 
I'm making you get to here. Maybe I'll make Teresa watch it. Hey, Teresa. Teresa's going to watch it. She's definitely going to watch it. Yeah. To yeah. see your perspective. Hey, Teresa. Love you. Mm. Nice seeing you. <laughs> Te- was Tejas? Huh? Tejas? Tejas? Who's that? Kendall's in Tejas? Huh? Texas. Tejas. No, Teresa's in Texas. Texas. Okay, TT. Kendall is the one who lives in Mass who I'm friends with. Okay. Yeah. She doesn't live in a place that starts with a K? No. Loser. No. Loser. She doesn't live in Kentucky. Or like, what else is there? Like, Klein? Well, you don't know how to ride a horse? No. I don't think so. No. Okay. All right. All right. Thanks for coming.